So, how's it going? Uh, This is the LSN podcast. This is the start of hopefully a very long journey for me. And my name is Joshua Parent. Um, I'm a young 19-year-old kid. I'm still naive, wet behind the ears, uh, ignorant at times. You know, all of us young guys are pretty ignorant. And if you say you're not ignorant, that's the most ignorant shit I've ever heard. But... um, this podcast is just going to be about, eventually, you know, this first one's going to be kind of short. I'm not going to lie. I don't plan on making this one long. I kind of just plan on introducing anybody who listens to it, to who I am, to what this podcast is going to be. And from what I can see right now, I kind of want this podcast to just be about interesting topics or topics that I find interesting. Um, I'm going to involve some news into it. Um, And I don't mean like the negative news that you see on TV where people are just dying and that's the news. That's the most important, relevant thing is people dying because it's not. And I think the more that you broadcast that, the sadder people get about the world. And it gives you such a negative outlook on this world when you watch news on television. They just harp on some of the craziest things that happen and they'll harp on it from like things that happen across the world. They'll, they'll harp on it, and it's like, ugh, fuck. I don't really. Why am I watching this? But I hope to. Uh, I hope to change that. I hope to change your outlook on news. Um, hopefully, I can provide you some of the most positive things that happen in the news. You know, the real shit that people need to hear about. The real things that hopefully bring a smile to your face, like they do for me. Um, a lot of this pro- podcast will be about self-improvement. I think the young generation, um, especially my young generation, is involved in the technology of the current world so heavily that we have lost sight on, I want to say, real life. I want to say we've lost sight on real life. And it's hard to even get back into real life once you even if you realize that this technology kind of soaks up so much of your so much of your time it's hard to even get back into get back into the swing of things or what you think the swing of things used to be or just add some natural elements to your life like uh going out and not being so consumed by these little devices that we carry in our hands the device that I'm right now currently recording the podcast on and we get so involved in these things. They, they, I don't know, they're just so soul-sucking sometimes. And, like, you know, you, you know, you got, you got that little voice in your head that's like, don't get off your fucking phone, you lazy piece of shit. And it's hard to listen, because when you're sitting at home, honestly, there's not much else to do. This, like, your phone is gonna be one of the most interesting things to do at home. Because after a certain amount of time of being at home, you know, you can clean up and if you're efficient, clean up fast. If you clean up fast and, you know, you get your work done as fast as you can. And, you know, that's not to say that you do a poor job. But like me, I I get all the work done that I need to get done in my house so quickly. And all I have left on days where I don't have plans is this fucking device. And it kind of, it's soul sucking. And it's easy to see that it's soul sucking. But like, what else do we do? You know, we we were born into a world where these things were just being invented and you could carry these things in your pocket and oh my god they got everything you need they got the access to the internet they got access to any question that you have it's like 
you know that it would be a disservice to yourself to even stop using it. However, I do recommend if you do have a cell phone and you do use it frequently and you do use social media frequently, I seriously recommend deleting all social media, including Snapchat, and leaving yourself to call and text for like a month and see how much of an improvement you make just in productivity. Man, I did that for a month and I got so productive. I, dude, I was whipping up the craziest shit. The crazy, like my creativity was off the fucking wall. I was, oh my, I couldn't believe it, dude. I didn't know that I was, I still had that little kid imagination inside of me. This thing fucking sucks the imagination out of your soul. It sucks. But, you know, I seriously recommend putting it down for a month just to see what it's like. Just so that when you do go back to it, because you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't use it at all. Because this it this shit's here, man. There's no, there's no getting rid of it. It's here. But to experience what life is like without it, I think it's an important tool for afterwards when you do cut yourself off from it. So it's such an important tool because you realize that there's so much other things to do, especially at home. Man, there's so many other things that you can do. Like, I found myself reading books. Like, that's the new thing I'm getting into is reading books. I found myself, like, I don't know if if you're like me, you were in school, forced to read, and eventually you're just kind of like, ah, fuck books, man. They make me upset. <laughs> They're boring. But I found myself reading books and getting interested in the books. I, it's shocking, man. It's shocking how, it's like, oh, these things, man, they just eat your vitality out of you, man. God, they make you depressed too, social media. Depending on your outlook at social media, you can cause some serious depression. But anyways, um, I want to kind of start you off with a story that's happened to me recently. And it's a pretty interesting story, in my opinion. And the timing is fucking... It's just one of those things that happens in your life where the timing is just fucking... Couldn't it be in, couldn't it be any more impeccable? Couldn't, like, you're just like, all right, universe, fuck off. It's one of those moments where the timing is just insane. So, I was uh, smoking a lot of marijuana for a couple months. Just all the, like, all the time, dude. If I felt myself getting sober, I was like, mm, time to smoke. And, you know, I did every time. And I, like, I never didn't have access to more marijuana. So, it was just a constant feeding of when I wasn't at work. I was smoking and when I went to work was about the only time I was ever sober. It's a pretty mind numbing time to be sober. Honestly, my life kind of just became marijuana and when making sure I never ran out of it. Cause if I did run out of it, I kind of, I kind of got irritable. You know, I think if you smoke it all the time, you're so stress free. It's almost unhealthy how stress free you are. Cause stress is, is as much as we all hate stress, it's a necessity at times. And when you make yourself stress-free for months on end, I think it does something to your brain that can be, for some people, irreversible, depending on how long it lasted. Mine, luckily, only lasted a couple months of me just nonstop smoking the smoking the ganj. But, you know, when it did stop, the, in fact, I started to have some pretty serious life revelations while in those couple months towards the end of those couple months life-changing thoughts um 
life-changing enlightenment almost it's what it really felt like it felt enlightening and i had i started to lift the burden of negativity off of myself because negativity is is the most incredible burden in this life and it can it can really consume you and consume your consume your thoughts and put you in a place that you don't even you don't want to be in but i kind of started to lift that effect off of me because i the reason why I started smoking was a pretty negative situation in itself, but that's outside the point. It's not even worth talking about anymore. But it, it was life-changing, the thoughts I was having. And I was thinking a lot about selflessness. I was thinking a lot about why you should be kind and not just being kind because people tell you to. It's about why you should be kind and what kind of impact that can have on the world if you're just kind all of the time as much as you can be if you're selfless as much as you can be if if you have two pairs of socks and somebody you meet somebody that doesn't have a pair of socks and needs a pair of socks and asks you for socks you know previously i'd be like ah i don't know think you can get your own socks bro but now but now i wouldn't i would never get into that situation and not give up my socks because i have another pair i can survive with one pair of socks that dude needs a pair of socks Socks aren't socks aren't really a good analogy for this situation, but I would even think about it in money. You know, if, even if I'm down to my last couple dollars, the the feeling it gives me to give up a couple of those dollars to somebody that needs it is incredible, and it's worth way more than the money is to me. Money is such a weird object that once you get your focus off of money you know i feel like you can really achieve true happiness in this life and i and i'm not not to say that i've achieved the happiness that i'm looking for but i have felt that happiness that i'm looking for and once that's in sight and money's out of the way you know that's when the pursuit of money becomes something else my pursuit of money is is never going to be the same it's never going to be for me anymore you know, it's never going to be a greedy, a greedy pursuit. Because if I do get end up and wind up with a whole bunch of dough, it's not going to be just for me. It's going to be for everyone that's ever helped me along the way, along my journey to my death. All those people are getting a piece of it, for real. But anyways, so this I kind of started to enter a fear trip. I don't know if to anyone who takes psychedelics, if they know what I entered on a really fear-based trip and almost everything was scaring me. Almost everything. And it wasn't like I was hallucinating anything. But I'd be so deep in my thoughts. I'd be so deep in anything I was thinking about. It gets so deep inside my head. And if a single noise happened outside of my head, I'd be spooked. It'd feel it because I was so deep in my head. I felt like something was trying to talk to me through noises of the world that you would have heard too. Like my HVAC unit in the basement was, when it would click on and off, I'd be so deep into my thoughts that when that shit happened, I thought it was the fucking devil talking to me. I'd really, like, honestly, you know, it's not like I was hallucinating new noises or voices or hallucinating visions. These were just regular old noises that happened every day that I was just terrified of. It's a really interesting experience, but 
that day, um, so I called some people while that was happening because I had never experienced that sort of thing before. I didn't know really what was going on. And to this day, I don't have a definitive answer for what was going on, you know. But that day, so I called people and, you know, I was crying. I was crying uncontrollably. I was so terrified. And I guess from what I understand, I had a 30-minute call with somebody of a conversation that I felt like three minutes. Like, time just fled my brain, and I had no concept of it in at this time in my life. I had zero concept of time. And I, I afterward, I was like, that was like a three-minute conversation. And they go, no, no, that, that was like 30 minutes, man. Man, was I ready to just call it. I was like, yep, I'm crazy. That's it. You know, there's nothing left for me here. I, I've already gone crazy, guys. Just continue on with your lives. <laughs> but it's that day after I called somebody, somebody showed up to where I was and they were like, we're going to go to the hospital. And I was just kind of like, yeah, that seems like a reasonable conclusion for <laughs> for right now. So I went to the hospital and I was like describing to a doctor what was going on with me. And they put me through a process where they didn't tell me what was going on at all. And they kind of just put me in the lower levels of the hospital. And I don't know if you've ever been to the lower levels of any hospitals, but that's where the crazy people go before they get shipped out or before they go anywhere. They put the, it was really the, like, it was like a padded room shit. And when I got down there, they're like, Hey, you're going to be staying here for the time being. I was like, I'm going to be what? They're like, yeah. This is where you're going to sleep tonight. And I was like, fuck, there's a fuck. The bed's in the middle of the fucking room. You guys don't even have the decency to put the bed up against a wall like a normal goddamn person. I got to deal with this fucking bed in the middle of the room. And the TV is in a, a plastic box. The, the already plastic box is inside another plastic box. And it's like I knew instantly where I was. Obviously. It's such an I was in the crazy place. I was in the fucking crazy place. I was like, these people saying I'm going crazy, dude. I've, I have never had a bitter outlook on my life before. I just experienced something mad scary. Why am I in the crazy place? I was like, wow, what incredible timing. What incredible. To have life-changing thoughts. To have a life-changing mindset. And then to be put into a place like that. I was, I felt so frightened. I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 this, no, no, I'm not staying here. No way, no way. Because I was, I was under the impression that I was going to be there for a long time. Because, I, I don't know, I don't know why I thought that. But when you get put in a place like that, your mind goes to the most extreme places. I mean, I was sitting in a psych ward. So it was... That was pretty mind-boggling, and that's the impeccable timing I'm talking about. I had a I had a mindset change that changed my whole outlook on life that made me happier. And the day that I tried to stop smoking was actually the day that I started the trip because my smoking started to. I started to realize that how much I was smoking, I was kind of getting out of touch with reality, and I was just, it just you know, I just realized it wasn't healthy for me. 
So I started to cut down my smoking slowly, and then I stopped smoking, and that's the day that I ended up in the hospital. It's the day that I wanted to start smoking less and start living a sober life more. Just impeccable timing for me to end up in a psych ward. And so shortly, so after I slept a night in the bed that's in the middle of the room for crazy people that bang their head on the walls, um, they put me into an APTU, which is the adult psychiatric unit. Basically, a nice way of saying, this is where the people go that have lost their minds. This is where the people go that have um, thoughts about killing themselves. And I had none of those things going on. And I did not feel like I was losing my mind. Felt like I just had a bad trip. But uh, that's where I ended up. That's where I ended up staying for a week. I was there for a whole week. And that was probably the most eye-opening experience of my whole life. I saw a lot of the lows that humans get into when they lead a negative life when they let the negativity consume them and it's not sometimes they don't have a choice I'm not saying that you always have a choice but well sometimes you do have a choice and I had a choice the life I was leading before was the reason why my mindset changed and being in that unit showed me that this is what would happen if I had continued on that path And if I had let myself keep going. So it was kind of just, for me, how I look at that time period now. It was like the universe put me there so that I would never revert my course. So that this new outlook that I have, I could always have something to look back on and say, this is why I do what I do. Because negativity... I want to talk about that real quick. Um, Negativity is... It's almost like a drug. Once you... Once it consumes you. You just let it consume you over and over and over. And it's... It's like the most unstoppable drug of all time. People wind up killing themselves. People wind up in places like that. And people wind up in the darkest depths of humanity through negativity and it made me kind of realize something about negativity and positivity you know positivity is obviously the if negative and positive were a drug positivity is the uh, favorable drug positivity is the marijuana of drugs and made me realize that you can get addicted to either one. Unfortunately, positivity is something that you need to work toward every day. That needs to be the overarching goal of all goals is to get to, if you start off a day upset, your end goal for that day, fuck all else, your end goal for that day should be to be positive, to end the day happy. That's what we're, that's kind of what we're all doing. you know. For us young people, it's, it's something that's learned. I feel like as you get older, it might get easier or it might get harder. I'm not sure. I'm 19. But I certainly now see that reaching a, a happy moment before the day is over and reaching a, a happy 
place before the day is over is of utmost importance. You know, doing your best, at least attempting to get there. Sometimes in your life, you're going to have some pretty terrible things happen. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a friend, the loss of any other human in your life, the loss of anything can put you in a spot where you're going to be pretty negative for at least a while, you know, but you got to make the attempt to see the good in life, in those kind of situations, because just the attempt is healthy. Just the attempt will get you there over time. And if you don't try and reach that, you're going to, the negativity is going to consume you. If you just let the negativity flow with no pursuit to get out of it, you know, it will consume your entire life and it will become an addiction almost. It's almost like an addiction. And the only way to get out of it is to take it day by day, just like an addiction, just like how they tell people to get over any real drug addiction is, you know, you can't think of it in terms of forever, but you can think of it in terms of today. I'm not going to do it today. I'm, I'm not going to be upset today. You know, you, you think about it in the same way that's the only way to get out of it it's like an addiction it's weird this universe has positive and negative charges very literally that's how things are that's what things are comprised of you know you think of atoms that's what atoms are comprised of positive and negative charges and when you take it down to the level of human emotion it can be thought of in the same way you know what are you comprised of today what do you what are your thoughts made of today? Are your thoughts made of negativity or positivity? And that's the vibe you're gonna let off. Vibes, I don't I know vibes aren't necessarily a real physical thing. But if you're negative, that's the vibe you're gonna let off. And people are gonna feel that. People are gonna see that. So when you try and put off a positive vibe though, people also see that. People gravitate towards the most positive people. And that's a that's a fact. People are going to gravitate towards the most positive people, or at least the people they perceive as the most positive. Because that's what we want. We want to reach that place of positivity that never ends. That's kind of... That should be everybody's pursuit. Is reaching a place where negativity never reaches you never touches you it's impossible but you know that's a that's the goal of life the goal of that's my goal for my life at least it's just no matter how much money i have no matter what's going on to just be happy that's like number one above all else i don't care where i end up if I'm happy, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. That's that's just a fact. But on to, on to something else. Um, I just want to talk about how volatile the political world has gotten. It's I don't know if it's always been like this, but since I have been old enough to understand politics and to understand... <laughs> words basically it just seems like such a volatile environment it seems like a battleground and i don't 
I don't know if that's the way to go about it. I don't know if that's the way to go about politics. Wanting to destroy the other the other team, the wanting to if you're a Democrat, wanting to destroy a Republican a Republican's point of view. It is but there's good parts of each of your views. You guys have some pretty good outlooks on certain things. Some other things you take it to an extreme and you and you can't get out of your ways. And but they just eat each other alive. They say the craziest shit. They say some of the most intense, hateful things. You can hear the most intensely hateful things in politics. And it's like, what? What? And they label, they're starting to like label people with a, like, like a prefix of hate. Like the idiot Donald Trump. Or I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't have the exact words for it, but or like the bigot or something like that you're like you're really you're just gonna late like what do you eat like nobody wants to fucking listen to you when you when you i at least i don't i don't have i don't give a fuck what you say after that right away you're already crossed off my list right there i already don't want to hear a word you have to say because you you're hateful i don't want i don't want somebody who has such an ability to hate to be in charge of the rules I must abide. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. And like that's why, you know, and sometimes Donald Trump can be a pretty hateful person. He can be. However, I will say that for all of that man's flaws, for all of that man's impulses that come about in his life and in, in, in his presidency, there has definitely not been a president in a long time that gets shit done the way he gets shit done. You know, I'm not in full support of him. I don't think you should be... If you're a reasonable person, you're probably not in full support of any president. There's going to be things that they do that you're like, ah, dude, what the fuck? Because nothing... Unfortunately, presidents cannot create a perfect world like we want them to. But that's just unachievable. You know... It's unachievable right now, at least. That's kind of what we're working towards, though, is a world where everybody has equal opportunity to do whatever it is that they want to do in their life. I hope that's kind of what we're working towards. But sometimes it's hard to see that that's ever going to get accomplished when you read or when you see the way these people talk to each other. You're like, oh, my God. It's like you guys are... It's like you guys are ready to shoot nukes at each other at the at the moment's notice if you get the opportunity it's like what the fuck why are you so extreme i, I hate you know i see the necessity for political teams but i kind of hate the idea that it's split into it's split into teams i hate that idea because it you know if there comes a if there comes a republican ideal that just is not going to work out there's republicans that just follow it blindly because it's a republican idea it's like what you're making a poor decision can you just at least try and see that your decision is just piss poor no they'll just follow it blindly until it fucking leads them off a cliff they don't care if they're on a team they're on a team it's like what get off your team for a second be on team human dude that's that's the team i'm on when i think about if i'm if i'm on a team i'm on team human (laughs) i'm on team world I want, I honestly wish to see 
a world with no borders. Like, I wish to see a world where the human populace just works together. Imagine the fucking shit we could do if we just worked together. I bet you we'd already be in space, like, heavy in space. Humans would be all over that bitch if we would just work together. We'd be on the fucking... We'd already be on Mars. We would have done been on Mars. Mars would have some fucking trees on it already if we just worked together from... <laughs> for however long we've been able to even get into space. It just slows down the, our progression so much. And I hope to at least take a breath in a world where the borders aren't so significant. I hope to take a breath in that world. That would be an amazing breath for me. That's kind of... It's kind of my like outlook on life is I'm trying to create that much peace if I can take steps to get towards that sort of peace in the world I'm going to take those steps you know I'll drop everything I'm doing if somebody tells me hey I have an idea and it could just get us one step closer to world peace I'll be like fuck it fuck everything I'm doing dude let's do it fuck what the fuck you got man like I'm man I really hope it's something it's one of my dreams it's to see a world like that. And it's probably... Fortunately, from a realistic point of view, it's probably not going to happen in my lifetime. There's, I don't think there's any way that... With the current humans running the world, that that could be possible. Everyone... A lot of, uh, a lot of countries have power-hungry pieces of shit in charge. And I don't even see... Some people think that Donald Trump is, like, power-hungry. I don't see him like that. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard that man say... Um, I don't know. No, that's, that's, the wrong way to, that's the wrong way to say it. What I mean to say is, I don't know if you've ever seen his attempts on removing nuclear weapons from the world, but, like, fuck yeah. Get rid of those things. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of, in ancient times, there was a civilization that talked about an event where everything that they would they would talk about seemed like a nuclear explosion went off like a long time ago i you know i forget the exact name for the two civilizations that were at war but they described a nuclear explosion so perfectly and it's like gives me chills still even thinking about it because what if past civilizations have actually gotten to a nuclear bomb because when we created the nuclear bomb that's when that story was like oh fuck oh shit once we saw the nuclear bomb go off people were like thought back to that story and we're like holy fuck dude these people already knew how did they know and, you know, scientists went to the place where the crater is uh, that they're talking about in the story of the area. There's a crater. You know, I really should fucking look up the names before I even talk about the story. But fuck that. I guess I'm just going to do it. And they tried to see if it was if there was evidence of meteor impact and there wasn't. So it's like scary to think that maybe we've already annihilated ourselves with these things. 
Maybe we've already created nuclear bombs and just fucking annihilated ourselves. And the world already and the world came back from it and now here we are again with nuclear weapons. It's just it's a pretty you know, if you can, I suggest um trying to find that story and just trying to listen to that story. That's a pretty amazing story. But uh here we go on something that uh something that I've thought about for a long time. And now before I talk about this, I don't want to discredit anybody's faiths and I don't want to discredit and I just want to let you know I have some faiths as well and I'm not going to put them out there there's no reason to but you know religion is a pretty funny thing you know without religion you think back to the past would civilization have been possible without spirituality probably not you know if people didn't believe that there was gods telling them to be nicer to each other, would there have been the start of civilization? I don't think so. I think that's why it makes civilization... I think that's what used to make civilization possible was people uniting under religion. That's why I... That's why I have faith. You know, that's why I have faith in things. But... It's just an amazing thing that across all religions, you know, the, the, the fucking sane ones, the ones that aren't cults, but across them all, they all talk about being nicer to each other and treating life with respect, all life. And, you know, some of the most religiously orientated civilizations were the most successful. And it's just... It's just eye-opening to think that maybe civilization wasn't possible without religion. Maybe if it was never brought about, we might still be fucking stabbing shit with spears. We might have never united at all. So that's a pretty interesting thing that I want to leave you guys with. And, you know, the last thing I want to mention before I end this, because I'm coming up, I'm, I want to make this one short. I don't want it to be too long. Kind of, I kind of want you guys to just get a sense of who I am and what I'm interested in. But I don't know if you've heard of the possibility that anybody who ever, all the stories of the people that uh, were kind of like the Mohammeds or the Jesuses or the Moseses of uh, of religions. There were people that found mushrooms and just ate mushrooms and fucking just all hallucinations and were like, God's real. God's real, guys. We fucked up. Let's get our shit together. We got to get going. And that's a funny thing because they think that's scientists um, legitimately believe that's a that's a real possibility that they got a whole some of these people got a hold of mushrooms had some mystical experiences like we still experience those same fucking things today when we take psychedelics they had some mystical experiences and started preaching about them that's a pretty crazy thought what if that's what all religion is based upon because even the native americans had shamans the the the, the direct access to their spiritual beliefs or their shamans and the shamans would fucking mouth psychedelics, dude. Like it was nobody's dude. 
when you, when you hear some of the psychedelics that some shamans of certain cultures t- took, you're like, what the fuck? They did that on a regular basis and they stayed stable? It's insane to think about. But that's where I'm going to end it, guys. Thank you for listening if you listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, you guys join me on this long journey that I uh, that I have visions of right now. I have visions of this, of becoming a radio personality of some kind. And, you know, if this is how it starts, this is how it starts. But thank you for listening if you did. Uh, have a good one. Love you all.